Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Police are here to arrest you. The police you. are here. <laughs> that is because our album is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's our fault. Blame us. <laughs> Get ready to laugh, friends. Little Big Town was in the house. Hey, everybody, I'm Kelly Sutton. And I'm Amber Anderson. And by in the house, she means in another part of the house. (laughs) Because as we suspected, we did not all fit into this studio. (laughs) Their new album, Mr. Sun, is out. We have been playing it through the jukebox here at the Amazon house on Music Row, and it is a vibe. Oh, that's the best way to describe it. Okay, what's your favorite track so far? I love Heaven Had a Dance Floor. Kimberly sings lead, mm-hmm. and it's just, again, vibey, yeah. kind of retro. Yeah, it's got like that disco feel to yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, yes. like ABBA vibes a Ooh. little bit. Mm-hmm. I love ABBA. Me too. <laughs> they could dress up like ABBA for Halloween. They could. <laughs> this is an idea. What's yours, Kelly? I'm going to say Three Whiskeys and the Truth. I mean, the first time I heard it, I kept thinking... How has that not been done before? Right. So good. So good. The whole album is so good. It really is. Well, we have to tell you about how busy they were while they were here. Mm. We turned into Little Big Town headquarters for a minute last (laughs) week. This was a day before they appeared on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. So their entire team had to be COVID tested. And they asked if they could do that here at the studio. And by team, I mean the whole team band crew. And I'm pretty sure there had never been this many people in the Amazon house at one time. And then afterwards, Karen and their manager hold up in our Dolly Parton themed room to approve some video pieces. So you actually forget just how much work goes into being an artist sometimes. It was a packed house for sure. Now, apparently they all passed their tests because Fallon was a go. Little Big Town, I'm so happy you're here. Congrats on the new album. Thanks for doing Rich Man tonight. Uh, I got to say my favorite song of the album is Hell Yeah. You guys excited to be here? Hell Yeah. Well, I'm certainly glad we found a room that all six of us could fit into because the conversation was great and they answered a lot of our questions. Like, how do they decide who sings lead? And what are they all looking at on that album cover? That was one of my favorite (laughs) questions. But the answer to who sings the lead really surprised me. And I kept thinking about that while I was listening to the album over the weekend. I'd never have guessed that that's how it works. So stick with us for a fun chat with Little Big Town. And we're going transatlantic today. 
Yes, we are. In just a little bit, we're going to connect with a woman named Maine who lives in Switzerland, but traveled to Ireland to see three of Garth Brooks's shows when he was there. I cannot wait to talk to her about that. But first, we're going to get all caught up on the news out of Nashville. Here's what's cooking in country music. Okay, Amber, I'm glad you're sitting down because I've brought sports news to the table. Whoa, this is exciting. What you got? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, breaking news from the PBA. Do you know what that is or do I need to explain those acronyms to you? The Professional Bowlers Association, correct? (laughs) You got it. Okay. (laughs) You are right. They are doing a new celebrity event next month, the Jimmy Allen PBA Challenge. Well, this makes total sense. Jimmy loves to bowl. He's a regular at an alley here in Nashville. And when he won CMA New Artist, they had a sign up congratulating him for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So great. Jimmy is actually bowling as well as performing. So we'll get performances from Chris Young, new duo Neon Union, and Chuck Wicks. It takes place in early October, and it's going to be broadcast on Fox Television October 16th. So check your local listings. I bet Jimmy has the most blinged out bowling shoes. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for that sports update, Kelly. And so in exchange, I've brought 90s country news for you. I love this segment (laughs) so much already. Each year, Brad Paisley and his wife, Kimberly Williams Paisley, host a dance party fundraiser for the Alzheimer's Association at the Wild Horse Saloon here in Nashville. And this year, for the fifth annual event, the theme is 90s music. Oh, I cannot wait. So who's on the lineup this year? Brad, of course. Mm-hmm. But Tracy Lawrence, Lindsay L., Ashley Campbell, Chrissy Metz, Chip Esten, and Dirk Bentley. Oh, surely the Hot Country Knights are going to be there. I mean, I think we need to go. If they get Brad to join the Knights, that alone will be worth the price of admission. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. The event happens Sunday, November 13th, and tickets are still available. Wait. Okay, can we go back to sports news and talk about Luke Combs on College Game Day? Okay, I didn't watch it, but I know everyone has been tweeting about it. So what did I miss? (laughs) Everyone was tweeting about it, including me. I'll just say this. If Luke Combs was coaching me, I would be ready to run through a wall for this guy. I feel like he just hyped up the crowd. So for those of you who don't know, Luke went to Appalachian State. Mm -hmm. Appalachian State had a huge win over Texas A&M. So Mm -hmm. College Game Day chose Boone, North Carolina to host College Game Day this weekend. Which is a TV show. Yes, which Mm -hmm. is the weekly college football TV show. Every week on College Game Day, they have a celebrity guest picker, at which the end, they do this big segment where they each pick who's going to win right. each game. Got it. So Luke, being an App State alum, was the celebrity guest picker. So he's sitting on the App State bus. They walk him out. He fires this, like, shotgun <laughs> with the mascot. Then he takes his place at the desk. And I just said him and Lee Corso, who has been the longtime kind of star of College Game Day, need to have their own college football pick show. And then he just had this insane locker room speech before he picked App State. And the whole crowd was singing Beer Never Broke My Heart behind him. Go sports. Go sports. Okay. Saving the best, or at least the wildest, news for last. We went down a rabbit hole last night, digging into the new TV series on FX called The Patient. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where do we even start with this? Okay, well, let's start with the star. Steve Carell from The Office is a therapist named Alex. 
and he gets kidnapped by his patient, a serial killer named Sam, played by Domhnall Gleeson. Sam chains Alex to his basement floor, and basically Alex tries all of his therapist tricks to stay alive. Why are we talking about this in a country music podcast, you might ask? Well, we'll tell you. It turns out that Sam is a hardcore, card-carrying member of the No Shoes Nation. He's obsessed with Kenny Chesney. (laughs) The show is apparently full of Kenny's music. Sam's fandom is practically a plot line. Now, at one point, he's asked how a concert was, and he very dramatically says, that's not a question you need to ask, ever. Because they're always awesome. (laughs) And he's not wrong. (laughs) Sam, we have learned, has seen Kenny 27 times. And the show is full of Kenny's music, which, of course, we were like, oh, no, does Kenny even know about this? Right. Because he curates a very specific image for the No Shoes Nation. And it's much more island vibes and sunshine, not serial killers. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Now, not only does Kenny know about it, He gave his permission for his name, his music, and his fan club to be used in the show. I'm not one to watch thrillers, but this kind of makes me want to watch it. (laughs) Maybe I can just listen to it with my eyes closed. (laughs) I'm with you. Okay, somewhere down the rabbit hole last night, I found an interview with the creator of the show who said they chose Kenny because his universe was more built out than any other artist they could possibly think of. So what he really means is he's a member of the No Shoes Nation, too. I'm going to say probably so. I mean, aren't we all? And also, note to our producers, please book someone from this show for a fanning out segment. Hopefully, Sam the Serial Killer. No, no, let's not do that. The Country Heat podcast gets its name from the Country Heat playlist, which is the flagship country playlist on Amazon Music. Obviously, there are a lot of great playlists on Amazon Music, including Fresh Country or Certified Country, but we tend to play favorites and talk about country heat. That's right. Kane Brown and his wife, Caitlin, are on the playlist with their first ever duet, Thank God. Now, if you listened to last week's episode of the pod, you heard that Caitlin was Kane's secret weapon. To me, I think that's going to be the biggest song on the album, just not only because it's a great song and Caitlin sounds amazing, and but I just think because of the fan base, and then I know the media is going to get a hold of it. I told her, I was like, you better hold on, babe. Thank God you love me when you didn't have to, but you did, and you do, and he knew. Thank God for giving me you. I love that song so much. It is now my mom's favorite song, my aunt's favorite song. We had a group chat going on about that song this weekend. And if you haven't heard our chat with Kane, please go back and listen to it. He was so much fun. It was such a great episode. We really saw a side of him I don't know that we've seen before. Me either. I mean, I've talked to him before, but I feel like this was way more open than he's ever been. Okay, so I am also digging the Marin Morris track on the playlist, I Can't Love You Anymore. I can't love you anymore. I can't love you anymore. I can't love you anymore than I do now. Ryan had that title, I Can't Love You Anymore. And, you know, I just... I've written with him so many times, I can always tell when he's like got a fire in his eyes and he knows he's gonna bowl me over with the idea. And he was right. I love how autobiographical this song is and that her husband Ryan is singing harmonies. 
This song will be Marin's next single to country radio, but no need to wait. You can stream it right now on Amazon Music. Oh, that reminds me, Mitchell Tenpenny just made history. His song, Truth About You, hit number one on the country chart just three weeks after his duet with Chris Young had hit number one. That's a record for the modern era of the shortest time between number one hit songs. Congratulations, Mitchell. Mm. To celebrate, you can stream Mitchell's new song, Good and Gone, on the Country Heat playlist. Now, we could go on and on about the great music that's out right now. There are tracks from Ingrid Andrus, Eric Church, Lee Bryce, and Miranda Lambert on there. So make sure that you're following the Country Heat playlist on your Amazon Music app. Or ask Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. We're about to go to break, but first, I'm going to read you this quote from a country music superstar, and you guys get to guess who said that. Oh, you used the word superstar, so I guess that's a hint. Maybe. When we get back from the break, we'll play the audio and share the answer. This week's quote is, I play a devious, conniving woman on one side, and on the other, I'm a really nice gal. Aha! Another hint. It's a female. Okay, the first thing that comes to mind is Lainey Wilson's character in Wait in the Truck. Keep listening and we'll tell you who said that. What's up, y'all? This is Mitchell Tenpenny. I'm Carrie Underwood. And I'm John Party. This is Mickey Guyton. Country Heat Weekly will be right back. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Whether you're shipping 100 packages a month or thousands, ShipStation lets you automate routine shipping tasks and easily handle returns. Manage orders, print labels, compare rates, optimize every shipment, and automate delivery notifications with ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard. Plus, you can access industry-leading discounted rates from USPS, UPS, DHL, and Global Post, with discounts up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. Optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Use promo code WONDERY today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com promo code WONDERY. Okay, it's time to find out who said that. Yeah, I play a devious, conniving, scheming woman on one side. And on the other side, I'm a really nice gal. Reba! There's no mistaking that voice. That's Reba talking about her character, Sunny Barnes, in the new TV show, Big Sky, which debuted this week on ABC. Sunny is described as a successful backcountry outfitter with a secret history of missing customers. Listen, we've all heard the night the lights went out in Georgia... We know Reba can play a villain. That's one body that'll never be found. You see, little sister, don't make- 
just have one guest joining us. We have four. The more the merrier. They are a three-time Grammy Award-winning band and universally beloved as the nicest people in Nashville. That's right. They first formed in 1998 and they have since earned more than 45 award nominations and they've taken home nearly 20 wins. They just dropped their self-produced project, Mr. Sun, and they're approaching a milestone anniversary together. We've got a lot to chat about today, so let's get to it. Little Big Town is here. We had to move out of our studio and into the living room just to fit everybody in the space. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. so much. I'm so glad you're here. This is awesome. This is adorable. What a great place. I knew you'd love it, especially. I love it, especially the lavender chairs and the purple couch. In the dolly room. In the dolly room. I knew that. That was calling you. Yes, it was calling me for sure. (laughs) Well, we are here to talk about your 10th studio album. Mr. Sun. Ten guys. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. So we understand this is basically a companion piece to your last album, Nightfall. Can you talk to us about how these two projects fit together? We recorded so many songs for Nightfall. And then when we finished that record, we just felt like there were things that didn't fit but we love them so much, like a, just a couple of things. And we were like, God, they feel like a, the beginning of something else. Mm. So Friends of Mine is one of those songs. Friends of Mine is the last song on Mr. Sun. Like t- to me, this is a companion piece because it's the sunnier, more mm. hopeful version of, not that Nightfall wasn't hopeful, but it was a little bit moodier, maybe a little more atmospheric. And this one is more like about the better days that are coming. I like that. Me too. You self-produced this project as you did Nightfall. How does self-producing impact the project itself? How does it make it different for you? Probably takes longer. Because <laughs> 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 there's nobody yeah. cracking the whip going like, wrap it up. Yeah. Just yeah. wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hopefully, you know, it's a true picture of where we are in the moment things we're thinking about and writing and no outside voices you know what I mean (laughs) like we it's just unfiltered I love a good filter (laughs) but but in the studio in the studio it's like it's yeah it's just like the unfiltered version of us like there's no voice to say hey don't do that or let's recut this this way it's us figuring that out so here's the real question though who's the tie break like if there are if it's two and two, and who do you go to to be your tiebreaker? We don't do it like that. We it's all in or all out. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody's got. If it. one person is not feeling it, we we never really ever talked anybody into a song. You know, we we made Kimberly uh, sing "Hell Yeah." That's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and she was praying at the end of it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm really praying when my five-year-old goes to kindergarten singing it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But listen, wine, beer, and whiskey, you said she was singing that at preschool. She was. That, that is yeah. her favorite song. Listen to her favorite songs. Okay. Wine, beer, and whiskey, Hell Yeah, and Miranda's Drunk. <laughs> Those are her favorite songs. And she's she's like, can she's we five. sing Drunk and I Want to Go Home tonight? She's like, yeah, girl. Let's sing it. go. <laughs> I love this so much. If you're ever wondering, baby, if 
Okay, here's the real tea that we want spilled. When you guys are doing like photo shoots, maybe it's the album cover, who decides where you guys are looking? Like <laughs> you're looking right at the camera. Everybody's kind of looking. You're also the only one that doesn't have on orange, by the way. Ooh. Oh, in the thing. In the, yeah. in the photo. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what was that purposeful? Probably didn't look well with my palette. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, it didn't palette. fit the palette. <laughs> it was intentional, the the him looking at the camera and us not looking. That okay. was with thought. But a lot of times you can't imagine how hard it is getting a picture where all four are happy or <laughs> doing the same thing. Is We have gotten better now. It's like, okay, will you please tell us when we're all smiling or all not? Because yeah. you'll have some people like mean mugging and then somebody's going, <laughs> and then That's like, Kimberly's always like, Let me are, guess. We, are we smiling? <laughs> or is this, can we smile yet? <laughs> Kimberly, you are me. I think about that because I'm like, if I was in this picture, if somebody's like, do a serious face, I'm like, no. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, or do a sexy face. Right. I, I, I can't. I can't do it. Can I just smile? Yeah. Yeah. Can I? Wait, okay, so we got to back up. You said it was intentional that Philip is staring down the camera. Tell us well, about that. Okay, so the photographer is laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. And so, and, the, and it was bright for us to be looking at like sun. all these at lights the, and yeah. then the sun coming down. And we were trying to get this beautiful picture of the sky. That was all like us saying, we want the opposite of nightfall. We want the sun. We want blue skies. Um, So he was laying on the ground and then he was directing us to like, look this way, look this way. But when we came to edit the pictures and, and go through them all, somebody said, should we find one where Philip's not looking at the camera and I was like no it's so cool that he's so intentional Mm -hmm. about looking forward and we're looking off but that's us getting lost in our own like love of art and the composition of a photo or something you know so I mean it doesn't like it doesn't it's not like the Taylor Swift like scarf thing. Which, by the way, she's come out and said was a metaphor, and there really isn't a scarf. See, Did you know I wish that? I was as thoughtful as she is, like to go, "Oh, Philip was really staring at you because he means this." <laughs> yeah, right, you know, <laughs> right? Or he didn't wear orange because. But I, I'm it, not as smart as she is. It's can, probably because we needed him to look down instead of up at the sun because his his eyes are because he starts crying. And we're like, oh, <laughs> very, please no more tears. Very sensitive. Yeah. He has, yeah. All right. So the, the scarf thing wasn't a thing? Well, apparently it was a metaphor. She's come out now and said there was no real scarf, so leave him alone. <sighs> he doesn't really have a scarf. It's a metaphor. <laughs> so leave him alone. Right. Right. I know nothing of the story. I'll, I'll find out I mean, out you'll later. call her. You're friends. I mean, well, get yeah. it's the, um, <laughs> we'll just email her. I mean, right underneath the headline Straight of away. the queen passing away is the scarf. Wait, what? what is, uh, yeah. I don't uh, know. You'll have to but fill me in later. I'll fill you in later. You're not a Swifty, y'all. Yeah, that's right. I am. Now, hell yeah, Dolly's, little Dolly's favorite song, <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> is the lead single. Jimmy and Philip wrote this song with Corey Crowder and this up-and-coming songwriter, Tyler Hubbard. <laughs> T-Hubs. <laughs> T-Hubs. <laughs> Were you intentionally writing for this album? Actually, that was written uh, during Nightfall. Nightfall. And hmm. Jimmy and I, it was the first time we'd all four gotten together. You know, Corey Crowder, Tyler, and just... Let's just do it. Let's get together and see what comes up. And that was the first thing we wrote together. We wrote some other things too, but that was just the first one. It came together really quickly. And I have to ask this too. 
in listening to this album, top to bottom, the thing that struck me, there are so many different songs where we have different people taking lead on this album. And I think probably more so than any of your other albums. Am I right in saying that? I don't know. It's just I don't really it's, know. It's, it's feels different like every it. it's different every time, I think. So yeah. how do you decide? Is it like arm wrestling? Leg wrestling. <laughs> leg wrestling. <laughs> I was gonna say, how does it how does it come down to that decision? Like who's gonna sing lead on a song? A lot of times it has to do with like where the harmony's landing on mm. the chorus. So if it it can't be too high, it can't be too low. So it kind of dictates key or storyteller. You know, so mm. So, I mean, there's been a song, we were talking about this the other day, on a record where I think we all sang lead on it, trying to figure out the key center and like where the song sounds the best. And it ended up being a Jimmy song. and But literally all of us sang it down. Yeah, and that's happened and that's a few times. And that's happened several times. It really does have to do with the harmony being like the focus, the lead singer. That's the, that's the thing. When the harmonies come in and they sound so perfect... Now it all makes sense. I know. Hearing you guys say that and listening to your music for so long, it just always just seems so effortless. It's like, <laughs> no, there's a lot of purpose. I wish you wasn't in that band. Leg wrestling. <laughs> Three whiskeys and the truth. I've got to get the backstory. Tell me about the song, where it came from. Yeah, the boys are not allowed in those writing yeah, we sessions were. with the love junkies. They locked the door. <laughs> so uh, this was them and I it's you always say it's such a safe place to it be. is it is it's Liz Rose Lori McKenna and Hillary Lindsay three of the best songwriters on the earth and we we just go to Liz's house and um start with drinking coffee and we usually have chicken salad for lunch and <laughs> then, <laughs> we do have rituals like we have rituals yeah. yeah and then the wine comes out later but um we wrote that song several years ago three at least. Um, I don't know. Just being with being with them is like going to school and and also being nurtured with three women who really deeply care about not not what your job is, but you as a person and what your life what you might be going through at the moment. And um it's just one of those we've written a, a lot of songs with those ladies and yes we don't allow boys <laughs> and um i hope we never stop i love when the like a sentiment like that song starts coming through in the room with them and everyone's just firing off of each other and all three of those women will just gut punch you, mm. you know, in the best way. Like you're just waiting. And I can't, I, one of my favorite lines is the, um, I go to bed to sleep you off and I wake up feeling better. Ain't too proud to put it down, down, but I'm a terrible forgetter. Yes. <laughs> so good. I think Liz said I'm a terrible forgetter. And I was like, oh my God. What? And then and then they'll say it and they'll be like, that's terrible. And they're like, what? You just wrote song of the year. I mean, yeah. It's so good. Uh, we also get like these amazing throwback 70s vibes on a couple yeah, of songs. Yeah. Uh, Gold and Heaven Had a Dance Floor. I'm listening to that and I'm like, and all oh. summer too. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and I love the fact that there weren't, um, it doesn't feel like there were a lot of parameters on this particular album. Like you were just going for it, that you're stretching out a little mm-hmm. bit more and kind of pushing that genre line a little bit further. Yeah. I mean, when we set out to make this record, we didn't really know what it was going to be. When we make a record, we just kind of start with the songs that we have and love. And then we kind of let the record dictate kind of what it's going to be. And so, and yeah, this time I think we, we were, well, there was certainly a vibe of the record that had already been created with songs like All Summer, but, um, cause that's, as Philip said, one of the first ones we recorded, but then, yeah, we weren't scared about just going over there and over there and over there just because like Karen says, it's just life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we didn't feel bound by, you know, it has to be a certain, certain kind of song. We're also four very, very different people and, but yet we're one. And so kind of the record, you know, in some ways the songs are, are different here and there, but, but yet it's one body of work that we think really goes together. I mean, it's all the things we know. I mean, it's, it's kind of representative of how we listen to music, too. I mean, we listen to all genres, all across the board, different eras, different time periods. And I feel like you're going to hear a lot of that, uh, you know, influence. I love a throwback. Mm-hmm. I love a throwback vibe. Now, the four of you have been a band since 1998, which means next year is your 25th anniversary. What? What? Have you guys what? thought about this milestone? It looks like maybe not. <laughs> no. Are no. we there already? We're also all going to turn 30 next year. Exactly. That's right. So That's we right. should celebrate wow. all of it. Yes. <laughs> I love this. Wow. I didn't every know we were year, here. Milestone. Every year for 24 years, Jimmy's been saying, we have not been together that long. <laughs> every, every year. I'm in denial. He says every it. year. It'll I'm be like year 18. Y'all, it's not 18, yeah. it's 17 <laughs> and a month. Year. Well, people do yeah. tend to add more years sometimes, and I'm like, I'm sure that's not quite right. <laughs> but you know what we thought of the other day that's funny about what he's saying? When we first became a band and we were trying to convince people that, you know, we had something special and we were we put ourselves together and all that. Um, back then when they would say, how long have you been together? And we can only say like, three months. We, we wanted to say at least three years right. because we felt like we, that didn't give us enough credibility to say mm-hmm. three months. Meanwhile, 24 <laughs> years later, here we still are. I think it's like 21. Yeah. 21. It's, it's over like 20. We can't count the one, you know. 20 doing the math and it's at 25 years coming up on... What's the secret to staying together as a band? That's crazy. <laughs> that sounds way different than 20. It does, doesn't, doesn't it? It, it does sound different. It does. Really does. Um, you know, what is the secret? I think, I think most of all, it's just... We're just family. We love each other. We're friends. We're like real friends. And I think that's where it starts. I think we had a lot of forethought in the beginning to shoot for the long haul. I think that was the goal from the beginning. Um, We were driving around in a van. We had nothing. And we were writing out all these goals and a mission statement and a like parameters, like we're going to, we're going to, yeah, dreaming about the future. And what are we going to do if we come to this point? And what if we are making money and how, what are we going to do? Are we going to split off? Are we going to, you know, the, the whole focus from the beginning was the four of us as a unit. And it was check your egos at the door. It's about the band. And 
I think starting off that way and then just the natural chemistry and relationship that we all have all together has just, it's not normal. <laughs> I know it's not <laughs> for a band especially, yeah. but um, I don't know. It feels meant to be to me. <laughs> well, and you guys have this like beautiful extended family because now all of your kids have grown up together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're basically like cousins to each other, Definitely. right? Definitely. Totally. Definitely. Deep bonds. Yes. Yeah, we were walking through the airport this past week and I was just thinking about how they've grown the three of them have grown so much bigger now they've got the little one that's holding their hands it's amazing but just that perspective of walking behind them for so long and seeing them progress and now they're almost as tall as we are and <laughs> still holding hands and they miss hugging each on other. each other. Yeah. And, and Dolly so, rules the roost. She is she, in charge. Um, she's yep. in charge of all of us. Yep. <laughs> and yep. we like it that way. Yep. Sweet Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> well, the new album is Mr. Sun. It is out now on Amazon Music or wherever you buy music. Little Big Town, thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. It's time now for one of our favorite segments, Fanning Out. This week, we're going international, connecting with a huge Garth Brooks fan in Switzerland. We are connecting via Zoom right now to Mario Lane, and uh, we call you Maine, right? Yes, that's correct. That's what your American friends call you? Uh, That's what everybody calls me. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you so very much for joining us. We're excited to have you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited as well. (laughs) So first off, when did you first become a Garth fan? Um, That was in 93. I was living in the Netherlands still. And there was one radio program in the morning from seven to nine that would always play Thunder Rolls. And this was mainstream radio with always pop and rock music. So this was kind of special. And I fell in love with the song. And later that year, I went on vacation to the US and I heard more Garth Brooks. And then when I got home, I sort of started copying tapes from the library to get all the music. And then I was lucky enough that he was coming to the Netherlands in 94 in April. And I got, of course, tickets and went and... That's how it happens. You find someone... That's how it happens. And you fall in love with them. So how many times have you seen him in concert, Ming? If I include... Las Vegas. I saw him 20 times now. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. Maybe a better question is how many countries have you seen Garth in? I've actually only (laughs) seen him in three countries. I've seen him in the Netherlands, in the US, and now in Ireland. Okay. Have you ever had a chance to meet him? No, I haven't yet. I've been dreaming of it a long time, but it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Thursday before the first concert, we were listening to the soundcheck and this was in the stadium and it was like, yeah, almost open. Anyway, I saw them drive off and I was so hoping they would stop and get out of the car and they didn't. I think that was my big chance. You never know. We have a thing about manifesting on this show. So okay, yeah. we'll start manifesting that for you. <laughs> I should do that again as well. <laughs> so let's talk about that trip to Ireland. We want to break that down a little bit. So you fly from where to where. Did you travel with anyone? What was that trip like for you? Okay, I traveled alone. I flew from Zurich in Switzerland to Dublin in Ireland. I knew that there would be Garth friends of mine in Dublin as well. So I met up there with Lisa, who's from Cork in Ireland. 
I met on Friday for breakfast with Irmi, who is from Austria. I met up after, right after one of the concerts at the stadium with Jude from England. And the last concert I saw was the third one on Sunday. And that's when I met with my friend from Finland, Tina. You have like a whole group. You have a whole fan group that you guys got together from all these different countries. That's so cool. I have quite a lot of guard friends. And some of them are friends for life that I see whenever we can. <laughs> he always he always says, you know, love one another. And there's definitely a lot of love in the Garth community. I love hearing that. Me too. Like, you know, a lot of people, I feel like you just think about country music being just like something you listen to and you enjoy. But when we get to do segments like this, I think it brings, you know, brings home the point that it's so much more than that. So the stage looked massive. Can you paint the picture for us, the venue, the atmosphere? Um, well, it was quite a large stadium. I had never been to a concert in a stadium that large. It holds, I think, 82,000 people. And the stage was on one end and it's, it was almost the width of the whole stadium. It was quite wide. And what was really cool is the, the catwalk into the audience and the little uh, satellite stage at the end. That was really beautiful. It, it was, I, I can't even begin to describe it. It was just really, really awesome. There was this huge sort of like a cover, a half round cover over the stage. It was just amazing. And the screens, there were two huge screens on the sides of the stage. They were angled a little bit outwards. So the people that were sort of sitting on the sides could really see the big screens very well. Very well. And the quality of the screens was amazing. Amazing. Okay. So throughout the whole stadium, you had a really good view all the time. That's great because it is so massive. You said 82,000 people. I mean, you know, if you have some of the upper deck, he looks like an ant, I'm sure, <laughs> when you're seeing him on stage. So having those screens is important. We've heard Garth talk about Ireland forever, decades, and how special it is to him and how he wanted to get back for so long. So could you feel that in these shows? I mean, we hear it. Was it living out on stage with him? It was absolutely. It was amazing because I also had high hopes because I heard so much about the Irish audience and Although this audience was, of course, extremely mixed. I mean, there were people from all, from all over the world. There were people from New Zealand, from Canada, from, well, all the European countries. I still think that the, the main nationality was Irish. And it was special. It, it was amazing. The first night I was quite close to the stage. So you sort of don't realize all the stuff that's happening behind your back. But then the second and the third night, I was a bit further away. And you, I could see the whole stadium. And Everybody, everybody was so into the music. There were no people talking. When he was singing, everybody was singing. There was just singing, 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 and, and people jumping and dancing and, and clapping their hands. And I think what made it special was the, the love, not just for Garth and his band and his crew and for Trisha, but also the love for the music. Mm. That was something, again, this is, gives me goosebumps just talking about it. There was so much love in this stadium, you wouldn't believe it. It was amazing. How do you think this show differed from seeing him elsewhere? Everybody that was there was really a huge fan. A huge fan of Garth and a huge fan of his music. And I think I've been to other shows of him or concerts of him in the U.S., 
where sometimes I got the feeling it was just like a night out. And it was more about being rowdy and drinking and being loud than it was about the music. And this, this, was, this was all about the music. So we know that Garth is number one in your heart. But we hear you travel, you actually travel to see a bunch of concerts. So who's next on your concert calendar? Actually, I just last Saturday, I saw Ed Sheeran. Oh, how was that? I was in Zurich. So that was a home home match. And also the next one I see then is in November is um, Simply Red, but that's also in Zurich. So no traveling. I did some traveling prior this year. I went to the um, Country to Country Festival in Dublin. That was the first time I was in Ireland and the first time in Dublin. I hear you've got Luke Combs in here somewhere, right? Yeah, I just got tickets for next year. (laughs) But again, that's in Zurich. So that's really nice. That's only half an hour away from me. So perfect. Actually, I'm seeing another show. It's called the Nashville Show. Also in Zurich next year in May, I think. In the description, it says that they're doing like all the big, well-known country songs, and they do it in Grand Ole Opry style with an announcer. And We know an Opry announcer. Maybe we can... Yeah, <laughs> I know. I heard. I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. That's just crazy. Listen, if they are bringing the Opry to Zurich, I am coming and I'm going to hug your neck when I see you in person. I think it's a fake, unfortunately. <laughs> if it was real, unauthorized, you know, I'd be there and you could stay at my house. We have a really nice guest room. <laughs> it's done. Got a place to stay, Kelly. You got this. I also think that we need to make you our official European correspondent. Yes. Oh, I would love to be that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nane, thank you so much for taking time. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Please keep in touch with us. Thanks for having me. That was fun. Can we do more cross-continental interviews? Sure. We are always looking for the most hardcore country music fans. So if that's you, tweet us. You can find me at the Kelly Sutton. And I'm at Hey, it's Amber A. We love hearing from the fans. In fact, we need to get better about shouting them out. We're going to start this week. In fact, this week we heard from Holly from Texas. Last week's episode was the first one that she'd listened to. So welcome to the Country Heat Weekly family, Holly. Also, Gary from California sent a note. Check this out. After hearing John Party talk about getting his golden doodle an allergy shot, Gary took his dog to the vet and asked about it got the shot and says it made all the difference in the world in his dog's itching. (sighs) Paging Dr. Party, Dr. John Party. Right. (laughs) Well done, sir. Also, if you haven't listened to John's episode yet, the segment where he talks about all of his farm animals is one of my favorite things so far this season. Okay, so who do we have next? Ashley McBride will be here. She has this wild new album. Ashley McBride presents Lindyville. It's what she's calling a collaborative album. She's got Brothers Osborne, Kaylee Hammock, Brandy Clark, and others on there, but they're not just singing. They've all been cast as characters in this fictional small town called Lindyville. It is so much fun to listen to. And it's the first album that John Osborne of Brothers Osborne has ever solo produced. We're going to dive into all of it and ask her what our characters would be if we lived in Lindyville <laughs> next week on Country Heat Weekly. Plus, we'll rediscover the early hits of Zach Brown Band. So find and follow Country Heat Weekly wherever you listen to podcasts. Before we go, it's time for the hard-hitting journalism section of the podcast. We call it 
the burning question. We can't let summer come to an end without finding out the favorite ice cream flavors <laughs> of the stars. And here are some really cool answers from Brooke Eden, Breland, and L. King. Plus, Dirk Bentley and Randy Hauser, who are in agreement. Chocolate and vanilla swirl. Chocolate. Chocolate chip cookie dough. Cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. And then Parker McCollum tells us he's from Texas without telling us he's from Texas. Anything by Bluebell. I'm not even picky. If it's by Bluebell, I'm in. Heat Weekly is a production of Amazon Music and Wondery. Executive producer is Melissa Locker for Nevermind Media. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Debbie Daughtry. Production assistance from Tim Einenkel, Annie Reuter, Madeline O'Connell, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. The team for Amazon Music and Wondery includes Nathan Brackett, Michelle Kammerer, Emily Feld, Callum Plews, Emily Belote, and Jenny Tay. The executive producers for Wondery are Dave Easton and Marshall Louie. Critical production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Jake, Osmo, Abby, and all the other very good dogs out there. Find and follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. What is the last thing you bought on Amazon? Knobs. Kitchen knobs. Oh, not kitchen. Drawer knobs from a bedroom. Uh, handles and knobs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> knobs. What? I, I can't beat that. Like, I yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what is a knob? Handles and knobs. Handles and knobs. <laughs> Hold on to your handles and knobs, people. Get ready for the ride of your life. <laughs> Cold beer and handles and knobs. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.